0: fuel economy is going to be atrocious. Although it will be interesting to see if we can match the Sequoia's fuel economy. We, we probably get 14, won't. but it'll probably be closer to 11 because you're, <laughs> you're going to want to get on that V8 and hear burr, burr, burr. <laughs> You think we're going to get 11 miles per gallon? I think it's plausible. Tune oh, in God. next week to find out if we get 11 miles per gallon and Nick's driving <laughs> in the QC. It's, it's a rolling V8 brick. What do you expect? Mm. Notice how warm and fuzzy this Sherpa. is? Sherpa. Yeah. I, was... Let me
1: guess. It was a Christmas gift.
0: Indirectly, yes. Oh, really? No, but, but Alyssa encouraged me to to get this. Really? Yeah. You bought it? Kind of. With a gift card?
1: Kind of. With money that was given to you as a gift?
0: Not necessarily. Okay,
1: so <laughs> explain how you well received I... it or came across it or
0: whatever. Someone gave me a gift and I don't want to disclose necessarily who I it see. was on okay. the podcast. or what uh, it was, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, I I essentially had a duplicate of already. I see. So I returned this and for the store credit. Oh, I returned I returned this right. this the jacket and with the store credit got this. Uh, and it's nice because these jeans are flannel lined and this sweater is sherpa lined right. and you know me, I'm a Be being warm enthusiast. enthusiast. Mm. Yeah, so I... Uh, that's I am, the that's mm. the
1: phrase of 23 is adding enthusiast, enthusiast to the end of everything. Yeah. Charlie is a being warm enthusiast. He's an audio enthusiast. He mm-hmm. was a King Ranch enthusiast, but no more.
0: You know, I, well, I still am a King Ranch enthusiast. Yeah,
1: not as much so because you don't own one.
0: Would it count to pay $3,000 to swap out the interior of my truck mm-hmm. for King Ranch seats?
1: Yeah, but well, that would look silly with the blue truck.
0: <laughs> yeah, it would. And the gray dash and yeah. everything like that. Yeah, uh, well, welcome to episode 56, ladies and gentlemen, and as Chris alluded to, I have parted ways with my F-350 Lariat King Ranch, because back then it was a Lariat King mm-hmm. Ranch. Uh, Charlie's 6. out of control, everyone.
1: Stroke. He's completely out of control. He's buying He's left and right. You know what? You know what? I think the real reason is, is you want to pass me an amount of cars owned. So you've gone through three in the past month.
0: Mm. Well, the funny (laughs) thing is, is it's all thanks to you.
1: That's right. I have done it to myself. Mm -hmm. Well, you should have. You should own more cars than me because you are older than me. You've been. I have to catch up. You've been able to drive for three years longer than I have. Mm -hmm. So.
0: Yes, I have uh, descended or I've ascended the degenerate ranks. And I am now an F250 Super Duty owner. Mm -hmm. It is a 2003, just like my last truck. Yeah. 5.4 liter V8. And it is an extended cab XLT short bed. Yeah. It lifted up, but (laughs) still with. Is it lifted? Yeah. Yeah, it's lifted. It's lifted up, but it has, it's not much, maybe an inch or two. Mm-hmm. And it's got the OE, like OE base wheels and tires on it though. So it looks yeah, a bit silly.
1: Because, it, well, you didn't say why. Because it has massive fender flares on it. Because in the previous owner's defense, he was running bigger wheels and tires yeah, on it. So they probably, probably were running actually running. pretty they squared fit, up. Yeah, they probably looked nice. But then yeah. when he went to trade it with you, he put the stock ones back on. So it just, it looks like, um I don't
0: know, what does it look like? Like that, yeah. <laughs> for those of you listening, it was sort of shrugged and, and, and very, very uh, narrow, mm-hmm. narrow for the truck. The proportions mm. are a bit strange, but it's a cool blue like a BMW color. i3. It does look a bit like a BMW i3. Mm-hmm. Leave it to me to get a to get a heavy duty truck that looks like an i3. Yeah. Also, what color is it? I, well, I'm going to look up here. We're gonna we're gonna take a look. See here. Together. Most of the truck is the same color. Mm. How, Chris, are you capable at all of moving this way? No, the other way. <laughs> I know. Okay. And then bringing the mic with you. Better. Do a little bit of it. Oh god.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Okay.
0: I could have we we rearrange the camera every time. Every every episode. Part of it is because this tripod's right where I need to walk. But so you I don't could like move leaving that stuff it.
1: and walk around it. Yeah, that is true. But yeah. if we
0: go too far back with the camera then the desk gets in the way.
1: No, I mean you could move this stuff.
0: Oh, and use else that and as I'm walk walking. around it. Well, you all are just gonna have to see Chris Hoff Center for this. Anyways, weekend. anyway, um, yeah, truck color. Most
1: of the truck is the same color. In fact, it's close to the color of this uh, Chrysler Town and Country that I bought Charlie for Christmas. But the passenger door has been repainted, probably because it was smashed into. Likely.
0: Alright, so here is the, that F- actually looks like the color. F three fifty brochure from this year. And it's always if you're ever interested in a used car, you're kind of getting jazz it or whatever, look up the brochure. It's always the most fun way to one, you see everything that was offered. Yeah. On the truck the and the powerhouse of torque. Yeah, this is what I did have. Yeah, this is just gonna make me miss my uh miss my F-350. See, that's what I would like. A long bed. That's a King Ranch, isn't King it? King Ranch. Yeah. As tough as Texas is big. Br-br-br-br- Um, yeah, that was, uh, that's what we had. Anyway, let's get down to the track star was, this is mine. XLT. Oh, they made a sport package, which I do not have. Um, that would have given me,
1: that would have given you the colored grill.
0: Actually, you're right. Yeah. See, so I was telling you that they, they did make the grill colored XLT sport crew cab. Well, let's, let's scroll down and see what that, that would have given, um, packages. Look at this. You can get. These are all the topher specs uh, angle of departure oh, breakover angle height ground clearance my ground clearance super cab short wheelbase four by four eight point three inches still less than a subaru route bag. glad that you brought that up Thank you. although mine is lifted so presumably it's a little bit higher <clears throat> all my all my specs here the alternator and bore stroke the motor that's pretty cool um Oh, this says 260 horsepower. Ooh, so 10 more than the Maverick. <laughs> we pointed out that our, our 2022 Ford Maverick has nearly the identical horsepower figure to my Super duty.
1: The cool motor of the day, though, the 6.8 liter Triton V10. Yeah. Even though it only revs to like 5,000 RPM.
0: Yeah, and 500, or 425 pound feet of torque. Actually, the 7.3 power stroke would well, be the, the one
1: Well, the 7.3, yeah. But you, good luck finding a 7.3 truck for 10 grand. A, well, maybe a clapped one. Yeah. Well, I think p- some
0: people took good care of them because they knew that they were valuable. Yeah,
1: I know. I mean, nice, nice examples are well over twenty. Okay,
0: so the XLT Sport Package would have given me body color door handles, bumpers, and grill, privacy glass, sliding rear window, fog lamps, and bright polished tubular cab steps, chrome exhaust tip, uh, built for a tough hitch receiver. This is why I don't think I have the Sport Package. Forty twenty forty two tone cloth seats. I don't think my rear seat is forty twenty forty. I think it's Sixty forty. Ah. Um. But I do have fog lamps and and body color bumpers and, and grill and everything. Mm. So it's possible. And, and you know, unique leather wrapped steering wheel and unique ebony interior accents. You may
1: actually have the sport pack
0: and front and rear rubber floor mats. So I might have an XLT sport package. Yeah. Um. What else could you have had? I do have the FX off road. So so definitely have that. Don't have King Ranch. Don't have Lariat. Um, don't have the pickup box delete. Yeah, I think that, uh, although it's possible those things could also have been just like optional add ons But anyway, we were doing color. Yeah, because
1: back then you could actually like put, put a lot of things, things on. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, I want to see what that color is. Down. Further down? Yeah. Maybe? I can see it on the left.
0: Here There's we go. all the wheels. Interior, exterior. No, no, no. You actually
1: have the, the actual palette if you go down one more.
0: There you ah. go. Oh, you have that. I have Sonic Blue sonic Metallic. Blue. That was the color of my Focus. Aww. I own another Sonic Blue Ford. Carly
1: just got so nostalgic and excited.
0: Sonic like Blue Metallic F-250. Yep, that's what you got. This is essentially my truck right here, although this is not <clears> an <throat> FX4.
1: Or a sport appearance pack.
0: Yeah, see, this is probably the gr- what the grill would look like if it were... Well, it'd be chrome, right? It's the same grill, it's just chrome. That's sport appearance pack? No, because the grill's it chrome. Could have been body color. Hmm. Yeah. Must have a pretty rare truck. I was going to say, here we there go. There you go. This is, this is actually pretty close to what my truck looks like. Blue painted grill. This is a 350, but uh, FX4, and this is a full cab, I guess. Yeah. The well. front end looks like that. Yeah. So, all in all, even though everyone's already tuned off because no one comes here don't to get care. Yeah, uh, it's stuff about Superdews. No, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate that. And I care too. So you all can just care with us. Yes. But we did have some other exciting <clears throat> cars here at DMHQ this week. Did First we? off, you're all dying to know, what was our opinion of the 2023 Chevrolet Equinox Really Sporty Edition? Uh, I think that badge is a bit of a misnomer. Rally Sport. It
1: is. It's, it's much overused and also... Misleading a lot of the times because some manufacturers actually put it to work, like Ford, but then other ones like GM just slap it on the back of a car, like. And
0: <laughs> yeah, the Focus RS and the Equinox RS don't really have quite the no, same cachet, don't. do they? No, they don't. The they really ride don't. quality is vastly different. Yes, it is. Yeah, and the powertrain's a bit more exciting in the in the Focus. Yeah. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, not very rally or very sport in the Equinox, but it did have. A panoramic sunroof, and a cool Harvest Bronze Metallic paint color. It's the best color I've ever seen on an Equinox. Best yeah. spec. Uh, who, who would have that, Cody? I doubt it. He was a little, probably a little new for that. It's probably all just like a computer that poops it out or something. I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay, well,
1: if you're the computer that pooped out the spec of our Equinox, good job, because it's, <laughs> it's actually poop. about as good as you can get on an Equinox. So. Yeah. uh,
0: Chris didn't enjoy... The seating position very much. No, yeah, it's a little. It's long. your elbows can't go back very far. And I think Chris might have a little bit lar- longer arms than me. So it was a little bit more uncomfortable. The center console is pretty high, raised up. Yeah. So you couldn't, you had to kind of have your elbow upright. And what Chris appreciates, and I'm just speaking for you at That's this fine. point. That's fine. That's okay. What Chris appreciates about domestic crossovers are when they drive like couches. Yes. Very comfy, floaty. You can just kind of get in and be like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then I'm home. Uh, the Equinox RS was not like that. So it wasn't engaging to drive, but it also wasn't remarkably benign and comfortable. So it was kind of like, well, what's the, what am I doing here?
1: Right. I appreciated the Traverse because like you said, it's just like a couch. But the Equinox, you just you, you get in it and you, you have to drive it. And it's just like, oh, I don't want to
0: yeah yeah the other problem with the equinox and and it it comes into <clears throat> similar concept but it's with that class the compact crossover class you can still have an exciting to drive car that's a compact crossover
1: yeah like the mazda cx-5 mazda
0: cx-5 porsche macan i mean it's very capable just because it's a crossover doesn't immediately make it a rolling box right whereas once you get up to chevy traverse type size and maybe even a little bit the blazer you give it more of an excuse for just being unengaging. Yeah. Because you're just like, yeah, what do you expect? It's a three-row crossover. Like, nothing really in that class. I mean, unless you're getting into, like, an AMG or an M product, nothing's going to be fun and exciting to drive. It's not like you get in a Hyundai Palisade and you're like, whoa! Yeah. Or anything like that. Although you can't hustle Palisades. Well, you can. and you, Yeah. And even the the Mazda CX-9, like, yes, it's kind of sporty, but it's still... It's still a big, big boy. Yeah. Right. So I have more... That was a hungry. Not even a burp, just a stomach. Yeah, it's hungry. Readjust. I had there. some
1: hors d'oeuvres before. Uh, is, that, is that what you're referring to? It I as? had a salad and a nachos lunchable. Mm. Oh, you've been both. Then. Finishing it off with a Santa Pellegrino flavored Melograno and Arancia, which I think is orange and pomegranate, right? Isn't that what that
0: means? Okay. The
1: pictures on here tell me it's orange
0: pomegranate. It's very good. I had half of one of those that was heated up in the inside of the Infinity Q50. <laughs> And I quite enjoyed it.
1: Why did you make me laugh when my mouth was full? I'm just. Like, <clears throat> oh. <laughs> I forgot I left one in there.
0: <laughs> so and then you drank
1: the. Okay, anyways. I did.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we we concluded this morning, and we we both drove the Equinox quite a decent amount. Yeah. We concluded that it's not bad just when you think of what else you can get at the price point you're just kind of like you you could do better you could yes. do more and it's i kind of feel bad saying that because the equinox isn't bad but we had the kia sportage sx prestige hybrid that cost less even fully tilted out mm-hmm. and it was more efficient, better to drive, better technology, more features, better built, cooler looking, cooler inside, nicer materials. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot <laughs> of things right there yeah. that I was able to just list right off. And don't get me wrong, the Sportage is probably my top three in that class right now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just, I mean, the Equinox, even, it's not quite as much of a dog as the base Honda CRV, So that's something. You get a lot of features, you get the panoramic sunroof. Did the Sportage have a panoramic sunroof? did okay yeah
1: Yeah. um i don't know i mean i don't even know why they why they market the equinox because everyone buying it is just
0: yeah they just walk into the show my daddy worked for
1: gm and his daddy worked for gm and i just walk into the gm dealership and buy whatever's sitting on the lot which is usually an equinox which is why it is the 14th best-selling car in america everyone
0: yeah. And we think that's a little low from previous years only because chip shortages. chip shortages. GM's been really struggling with chip shortages. So here's U.S. News and World Report's compact. Well, they're right list. about number one. Mazda CX 5, top. Yep. Yeah. Tucson, yes. Also very good. And I would have it over the Equinox because <clears> better technology, although it doesn't have a volume knob. So on the higher trims. Yeah. Boring. I think lower
1: yeah. trim Tucson's do. But yeah. Not the.
0: I will point out the Equinox has a great technology suite, it has all the sorts of audio inputs you could possibly want, including wireless CarPlay and wireless Android Auto like and a different... wireless device charger. Yeah. So all really good things. So that it, Chevy does a great job with infotainments. They really do. Yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah. The Ford Bronco Sport, I think the Bronco Sport has a lot more character than the Equinox. And that is the reason why I would take it. The Subaru Forester. I would take it yeah, although I, I like the tech suite better in the equinox more straightforward but I Forrester Forster has a little left. dated yeah, yeah. but it but it's more old. engaging to drive surprisingly even with that lethargic <sighs> motor and everything yeah no, which is funny yeah the yeah. Honda CRV is pricey but it feels that, yeah. very nice inside. it's very one of the most pr- premiums I don't know' a word, right mm-hmm. uh, it's one of the, the nicest end. to be in and yeah higher end I haven't yeah I haven't CR-V been around like, a new CRV yet I'm sure, sure we'll
1: get one at some point
0: Mazda CX-50 also very cool, Charlie does not like the heavy steering in that car Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the CX-50, but I still respect it and appreciate it. The Rogue uh, Pretty ugly. I like the looks of the Equinox better. I liked the Rogue, but I would take the Rogue over the Equinox Toyota RAV4 I'd take it over the the Equinox. You drive the RAV4 for 500,000 miles and it'd be fine.
1: Why is the Ford Bronco?
0: Uh, Don't really fit into this class? No, but. it doesn't. Maybe the two door does. It's a little more mid sizey. But Kia Sportage, I would take. Let's gonna ignore the Bronco, Ford Escape, I would take. But we admit it's getting close. Yeah,
1: the Escape is not that great.
0: Volkswagen Tiguan. I like the Tiguan. I'd probably take the Tiguan too. Um, oh, here's a good one coming up next. Curious. Jeep Cherokee. I I would take the Jeep Cherokee over the Chevy Equinox for one reason. Because you can have a V6 in the Jeep Cherokee. No, mm. that's good reason. Okay. But character. Why, Jeeps have character and catch on fire.
1: That's the character you like. No, <laughs> it's
0: just you could do some off roading. You you feel you got the cool little get good accents yeah, and it's it just off. like it's chunky inside and like usually I don't like chunky but when I'm, when it says Jeep, I'm like okay this yeah. is cool. It's got a little bit of pizzazz. Mitsubishi Outlander same as a Rogue, so we'd take that and then they put Chevy Equinox. And I think that's actually pretty fair. We're going to ignore Jeep Wrangler because that's not the same. GMC Terrain. I think I would take the Terrain for one reason, two reasons. Okay. Reason one, it's got push button shifting and it's a much cleaner and easier uh, setup than the, the big shifter that comes to touch down into the the big rubber
1: shift knob that's on the Equinox.
0: Yep. Second reason, I wouldn't be driving a Chevy. I'd be driving a GMC, which is mm. the gentleman's Chevrolet. <laughs> <way. laughs> that's right. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. I guess I'd have that too. Uh, Jeep Compass listed again. That's good. No. Oh, we were talking about the Cherokee before. Mm. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> Compass is smaller, right? Quite a bit yes, smaller. Yes, and worse. Yeah. Mitsubishi Eclipse. Well, Cross. you didn't say what you'd pick. I'd take. If you said worse. I'd take the Equinox. Do you take the Equinox over, over, compass? The, over the compass? Even yeah. with
1: the new revised interior and everything?
0: Mm, that interior was nice. Yeah, it's got a nice interior. I mean, the powertrain is dreadful. I was going to say, I However, think driving the, that
1: 2.4 <coughs> around, I which would wouldn't... That's so bad, and the 9-speed is terrible. But
0: it is nice to be in and the sound system
1: was pretty decent. Yeah, which is why I think I'd have the compass over the Equinox.
0: I, I Did think you know
1: that the, new, the compass for 23 or 24 is getting a new powertrain, completely new engine transmission? I think so.
0: Yeah, yeah that should be better. Oh, it's going to be way better because the interior is great now. I think I would just get a super base cheap Equinox and then over the compass, Mm. and then I'd just trash it. (laughs) Also, quick side note can we point out that base MSRPs for the Wrangler ranges from 32 to 82? (laughs) This is the
1: 392. 392, which is 100% worth (laughs) $82,000. Worth a million dollars.
0: Eclipse Cross at the bottom of their list. Why are there two of them? Oh, because two models are 22. Yeah. So I, I think this is pretty fair. I think uh, let's let's see what they say. Their little blurb about the equinox offers spacious seating. I agree, which you said, yeah. A user-friendly infotainment system. Yes, which you said. And above-average fuel economy. That's not true. I don't think so. We got twenty-four in our mixed driving. Twenty-eight. Twenty-nine on on that. Twenty-nine. Okay. However, an underpowered engine and bland interior contribute to an overall package that trails the competition. It is bland. Mm -hmm.
1: Bland is a good word, actually.
0: Oh, it had received a slight horsepower boost for 2023. Really? Did you feel that? No. Yeah. Neither. i went and tried to pass someone at one point (laughs) and i really had to be like oh boy i was getting a lot
1: of wheel spin when i was pulling out yeah wow just spins well because you got to floor it i mean if you're pulling out of somewhere in the equinox you have to floor it if there's any traffic coming Mm -hmm. so then i would just get because it would spin one it would light one wheel up
0: yeah and chevy does this weird thing which we talked about on last week's podcast as well that they don't just have all-time no, all-wheel drive. You going. have to
1: set, it. And, I'm, and I'm not going to drive around in all-wheel drive all the time because yeah. that's wasteful.
0: Whereas you drive something like the the Maverick, or which obviously it's the same powertrain, the 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 Escape or Bronco Sport, and you can see right on the dash, it'll give you all four-wheel drive kind of get going, and then it just shifts to just front-wheel drive, and that's just so much more of a user-friendly. I know Alyssa can always be driving the Maverick, and she's never going to have to be like, hmm, it's getting a little slick outside, temperatures are going down, should I put it into all-wheel drive mode yet? No, she just drives it. Just it knows, it. knows, yeah. Yeah, Get in and drive it. Yeah, that's a much smarter move.
1: What I do appreciate about the Equinox, though, is that it doesn't have
0: drive modes. I actually do appreciate that yeah. at all. Because yeah. you'd have it in cares. sport mode so that you could roast the tires more. That's true. And right? I'd have it in eco mode so that I could be a saving fuel enthusiast. Yes, but people... But we, that, we we were able to bridge our differences. That's right, by, by just not driving not, the car. Yeah, by just driving. Yeah, just the car. driving. It. Mm. Yeah. So uh, if you enjoy life, maybe consider something other than an Equinox. <laughs> oh my God. Do you disagree? <laughs> No, they thank don't. you. The other car we had this week, which was more charismatic, yes. is the two thousand twenty three Toyota Sequoia, very good, TRD Pro, very good in Solar Octane. That's right. Two fun colors this week: Solar Octane and Harvest Bronze. Yeah, yeah. Two good colors: green mm-hmm. and orange. Green and orange, looks like us. Yeah. Except
1: yours is more red.
0: It's definitely red. Oh, it looks very red on camera. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And you think that this looks black?
0: In in this lighting, it does. You go outside and it looks green. But also, is that that's Carhartt? Yeah, we are so branded today. You've got Kith and Carhartt, and I've got Eddie Bauer. Oh, Eddie Bauer.
1: Yeah. Very nice. Oh, it doesn't say Eddie. It Bauer. Doesn't have a badge, so I didn't know. Oh, it's
0: a D-badged Eddie Bauer. Yeah. It's yeah, and these be are Eddie Bauer pants too. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We hey, should start getting sponsored. You are you're for our very,
1: very, very, very Eddie Bauerish as your style goes. So that doesn't surprise me.
0: I was thinking to myself while, while I was driving my F two fifty home that I really need to get an Eddie Bauer Explorer or Expedition or something. That would be the proper. Thing should yeah. And and Nathan has pointed that out that he should get an Eddie Bauer Explorer because that's oh because he's loved Eddie his Bauer. Explorer so far. Yeah, yep. Also, his Explorer has only a four hundred pound lower tow rating than my F two fifty Super Duty. That's funny.
1: I can tow 7,000 pounds
0: in theory. Okay. I mean, I don't know who's going to hook it up. Yeah, it's risky. 200,000 mile, 20 year old. Guy I, to put that on there.
1: Speaking of that sketchy towing, I, and anyone that lives in Michigan will know exactly who I'm talking about. I'm not going to say his name, but I follow this guy on Facebook, which is going to sound, it sounds hilarious, but it's a very boomer statement. Yeah. He, um, the reason I follow him is because he's full of friends. Like I, like I know the guy I've bought, parts from him before um he's a local guy and he has a big like scrapyard junkyard thing that he like he parts out cars whatever and he about are you getting a phone call no okay are you, are you gonna try and find who i'm talking about
0: no i'm letting you talk
1: okay uh he does like once every few months he'll rent a crusher a car crusher and he'll crush a bunch of cars to like clear out his yard pay his bills, whatever. Well, anyways, every time he goes through this whole thing... What we
0: need for our shops. Just a big a crusher, crusher to come and clear out. Crush everything,
1: lawn. I know. He'll, he'll post on Facebook and say, hey, I'm looking for junk cars. Like, let me know if you have a junk car. I'll come and get it. And he's always, like, using a different truck or vehicle to tow everything with. He's got a trailer whatever he goes and, and, and picks up things with. His latest vehicle that he's been towing with is, like, this 2013 base model Porsche Cayenne. That's kind of cool. And it's the most hilarious thing because he'll post a picture every time he picks up a car because it's another reason for him to post and be like, hey, if you have junk cars, let me come get them. He posted a picture of this Cayenne towing a 3500 diesel Chevy truck. <laughs> and the back of the Cayenne is just like on the ground. And I'm like, that is so cool. Like this guy's. Is- Using this Cayenne to its full potential, and someone commented, "Like, geez, like I can't believe you're towing with that. Like, what's the towing capacity?" He goes, "I don't know, but I've towed 60 cars with it this month, and it's been fine. hasn't broken once." That's and I'm awesome. I'm like, "Oh my god, that is such a testament to Porsche." Like, geez, kudos
0: to you. Well, it is a great point that if you really want, I mean, Porsches are so excellent at just doing whatever their intended yeah. purposes to the nth degree, right? And so I, the Cayenne is a very, very capable vehicle. Could you get the v- v10 diesel on that car no. or just the think i think this is a diesel.
1: v6 gas i don't even think it's oh. a diesel i think it's a it's like a base cayenne
0: because you could get and tdi you could get it, a right? diesel yeah, yeah actually the the guy i
1: bought right? my cayman s from had a diesel cayenne okay and when we were going through the processor and i was hanging out at his house for a little and we were doing paperwork and stuff and mm-hmm. he's like i think it was a 2015 he was like, yeah, man, this thing's great. It's a diesel. He's like, plus it's under the diesel gate recall, so it has, like, warranty for the next, like, mm-hmm. 10 years. I'm like, yeah, that's sweet. He's like, yeah, I'm just going to drive this thing and yeah. the wheels fall off, basically. That's pretty cool. So,
0: yeah. yeah. The uh, Sequoia that we had was also a towing enthusiast. It was. It had... Big old tow mirrors. Yeah. It yeah. It was It was hard to see out of yes. properly because these tow mirrors were huge, and you'd go to you'd, you'd go to turn out onto a road, and you'd think there was nothing there to your left and front because you couldn't see. And you'd pull right out, and there'd be a Chevy Cavalier, that's right. And its life because the sequoia is eighty thousand pounds. The
1: sequoia is massive. How much do you think it weighs? I'll check how Six. much it weighs.
0: I'm gonna say, mm, I'm gonna say fifty four eighty. Fifty four eighty is my guess. I need to come up with something to say about the Sequoia while well, Chris is talking and <laughs> it. also had an optional roof rack that we're going to talk about a little more.
1: 6,150 pounds. Okay, that's so quite a bit Holy under. Holy
0: crap. I almost said six, but that seemed high. Is that the Turd 6, Pro 000, or just the Sequoia that's, in that's general? That's the Turd Pro. Okay.
1: Ours yeah. weighed more because it had a roof rack. Yeah. And
0: tow mirrors. So this roof rack wasn't just <clears> some <throat> crossbars. It was an entire metal apparatus on top of the vehicle
1: kind of like what you get on a forerunner but not quite because the forerunner one's more like a basket yes and this was just like a flat slab of metal
0: they essentially gave us a sequoia that would be a pretty ideal spec for someone who were planning on traveling the country
1: yeah while towing a camper
0: while towing a camper and needed to have six to eight people in the car and put all their things like Grunwald style on the top, yeah, and and rope it down, strap it.
1: I almost wonder if maybe our car was used in some sort of a demo at an event for towing. Mm,
0: yeah, for towing and for putting crap on top yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, that's that's plausible. That's Although probable. this only had like two thousand miles. So it yeah, but it could have been a mannequin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Could have. Apparently, this roof rack was not super. Thoroughly designed
1: by the way Toyota's. I, the way I understand it is that the roof rack was not developed necessarily for the Sequoia. It was just a roof rack that they decided kind of last minute, oh, okay, we're gonna make this an option, slapped it on. And I heard that during testing, the roof rack was falling off as in there was so much wind resistance, so much wind. Yeah, I imagine it was less off. of a
0: fall and more of a being like ejected. A, <laughs> yeah. You
1: know, like the scene in Too Fast. Or actually, no, it's the first Fast and Furious when they're in the the orange Supra going mm. down the highway. And one of them is like stuck on a semi and Brian's like driving the Supra and the Supras have like a removable target top. And he just he unlatches it and he just goes and he pushes it and it goes and it goes flying off.
0: That's what I imagine the roof rack is probably doing. pretty close. <laughs> yeah. And even though they have mended the ejection yeah, feature it, it of that. Yeah, it didn't fall off, so that's good. But it does still create quite a bit of wind turbulence on the top of your you car can at feel 70 it like miles pulling. per pulling. If you put your, yeah, hand, you put on your hand, hand on the headliner, you
1: can feel it like pulling, essentially mm-hmm. pulling the roof up because mm-hmm. it vibrates. So it's, yeah, I wouldn't go for the roof rack. I would just.
0: Right. Quick side note. I had the idea the other night, Not, and this isn't an idea of saying we should do it, but it's just kind of like someone could do this sort of thing. Uh, create a YouTube channel where you do car reviews but audio only car reviews like you're kind of doing it maybe for blind people or just people who only want to listen it's almost like a car review podcast But not in the way that we're doing it In that like we're recapping the car you're actually out and shooting the video you're like Mm. observing the car and everything it's just audio and yeah and you're doing it like with audio only in mind so you're kind of describing like say you go into the, the trunk area and you're like okay so looks like the the load flight load height's coming up to about just above my knee i'm about this tall or whatever and the carpet is 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 feels fairly thick but it's got this rubber mat on top that sort of has ridges and an outline around it. It's just kind of an idea that I haven't considered. I don't know if anyone does that out there anymore. Yeah. So it'd be sort of a blend between an observational car review and ASMR, but not like... I love Not ASMR. full SA say, ASMR. You'd, you'd just be reviewing the car for audio listeners first, and perhaps people who don't have use of their eyes.
1: That's right. We do have a, f- a few viewers on the Winding Road channel that are... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we do such a good job. I've been told that I do the best ASMR on Winding Road... Really?
0: Hmm. Who told you
1: that? I don't know. Somebody. I forgot. Apologies if you're listening, but I, hmm. I was told that I do the best ASMR. Someone left it in a comment. I think it was on a Topher video. Hmm. And, you know, there's always the comments on the Topher videos that are like, who is this guy? And then sure. people explain it. And then someone wrote under it and was like, oh, yeah, and he's the best at ASMR on Winding Road. And I was like, oh, glad hmm. that's being recognized because I do actually try and make good ASMR. I touch
0: things and yeah, make a little pitter-patters, you know? Mm-hmm. Now I'm wondering if you need to either move the mic a little bit more, or if you do need to swoop back to the right. Because I think the problem is, is you turn and look at me, and like right now, there you go, your mouth is is past the mic. Corey, so you want there we to go. Live. Now it'll be in
1: the mic. Yeah. I didn't know the mic
0: could turn. Look at that, it turns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you look through just at the right angle, you can actually see the little microphone apparatus. I, I also need to get you a dead cat. A what?
1: Oh, a little penis topper? Well, the dead cat. Why is it called the dead cat?
0: Well, because if you look at something like my recording microphone that has the big fluff on it It looks like, like, a, like dead a dead cat. cat.
1: That's pretty sad
0: Don't you think? I guess it's less sad than a dead dog. That's true. I like cats better, but admittedly they're a tad bit more disposable <laughs> I don't know. They just are it's something. It's like with the thing, you know, like our pigs You know, yeah, it's is, is sad when a pig is dead. Also
1: like the universe just distributes cats like yeah, you just find they cats mm-hmm. They like spawn in yeah mm-hmm. You don't necessarily find dogs. I mean, you can. Sometimes people find dogs, but cats, like, you yeah. just find cats.
0: Well, and also, if you just find a cat, there's a hundred percent, like, it's totally likely it could still be a very good cat. If you just find a dog, it's probably not, like, a beautiful, like, Australian Shepherd and, like, mm-hmm. oh, you're just here. Like, I'm going to bring you in. And adopt yeah. You. It's something.
1: My, my friend... <laughs> it's a
0: 2002 Cadillac DTS with mismatched doors. That's
1: right. My friend adopted a dog that grew up on the streets of Detroit, and it's been a big... You know they've had to do a lot of training, and the dog still has behavioral It'll issues. It'll always have that. Like, it's on. Innate. It's on meds and things, but right. it's you know it's it's been a journey. It's like buying a project car.
0: Yes. Mm. Yeah. It's like yeah. Cats are like used Toyotas. They're gonna be fine. That's right. Dogs are like used Chryslers. Yeah, They'll or a BMW
1: fine. M5 with an SMG. <laughs> kind of.
0: Yeah. Now, but now I'm now I'm like not in the shop, Charlie.
1: It'll You'd almost fine.
0: think after a year of doing this, we'd have it down. <laughs>
1: every time oh we just scoot a little bit to the left scoot a little bit to the right oh i'm gonna mess with the camera i'm gonna move the camera a little. oh let me make sure all the mics are plugged in hey can you speak into the mic and make sure the levels are okay it's every time
0: see the the, the key is is that the the viewers think we're just uh trying to piece this together but it's actually this is all intentional to to lengthen the podcast episode, that's right yeah how long We don't have we been know going? what our fourth car is yet today don't oh remember. that's
1: right we don't yeah. Well, it'll be a surprise for everyone. Maybe they can write in the comments and
0: what they think we're gonna get if Yeah, we even get one. It's been it's been getting cut closer and closer to uh, our delivery time About when we actually get to know and we still don't know
1: Joe might just send
0: something and just be like, okay. Yeah, here you go mm-hmm. But <clears throat> yeah, the, the other weird thing with the Toyota Sequoia is the trunk area They had to get very creative with how to package it Because there's hybrid battery under the floor. Every Sequoia is a hybrid. Yes, every Sequoia is a hybrid. So all of the Sequoias have this. The third row of seating functions fairly well for what you'd consider to be a larger midsize crossover. Something like a little bit larger than a Hyundai Palisade or Toyota Mm -hmm. Highlander. Not quite as roomy as either a minivan or something like navigator a navigator yukon xl that sort of thing you're gonna have more room in one of those larger vehicles because of the lower floor and slightly larger vehicle in general where the sequoia gets interesting is behind the third row seats they've developed a three-tier movable shelf system (laughs) that is supposed to facilitate different methods of utilizing the truck you can have the third row stowed flat it's not like flat flat but it's it's a flat surface of the third row seats because they fold down and then you can have the rear shelf mated up with the same height kind of midway through the vehicle of the the rear seats to kind of create a larger kind of mid-height surface Or you can have the shelf all the way down and then there's sort of a two-tier step system. Or you can have the shelf all the way up and it sort of creates a larger area below the shelf to use. I know this is very... If you've never seen this and you're kind of just trying to visualize it, it is tough to visualize without seeing it in practice.
1: Mm -hmm. It's also frustrating to use because the stupid thing is hard to get in and out, you know?
0: Yeah. Chris kind of summarized it well there. I didn't want to come straight out and say that, but it is...
1: (sighs) It's frustrating.
0: There are very specific uses in which you would go, oh, this actually works much better than having a big open area like this. Like, for example, Chris transferred some fuel tanks, some gas cans, yeah. and actually, they actually tucked in nicely behind the third and row seat move, yeah. and on the shelf and then, and then the, the lift gate as it closed. But if you just wanted to do something where you just put a large thing in there, if you want to put an animal in there, it's going to be difficult to do, and it's going to yeah. require a lot of moving around and configuring and a lot of times people just want a large vehicle to put large things in. Yeah. And the Sequoia makes that a bit difficult. Yes. And because of that hybrid battery, the, the floor of the third row is higher than a lot you of other You do have to be a child pretty much to sit yeah, back Yeah, if you're there. an adult, your yeah. knees are up pretty high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the Sequoia, especially in TRD Pro Form, does certain things really well. The off-road sh- uh, ride is fantastic. Those TRD shocks are really great. Mm-hmm. It's got a g- very good infotainment system. But a lot of the things that people are looking for in that class, it doesn't do super well. It doesn't maximize your dollar. The fuel economy, even though it's a hybrid, is not fantastic. It's not super engaging to drive. The exhaust note isn't very good. And the people and stuff carrying abilities is not class leading. No. Yeah. And I don't think it looks fantastic, although I do like the looks better than the Tundra. I
1: like the way it looks, but ours just looks silly cuz of the stupid tow mirrors. Yeah.
0: And the solar octane color is cool, but I wouldn't own it. Yeah,
1: but I do like having it for a week.
0: I think it's cool to Yes, it's to a have, have it for, it a, for week. a week color. Yeah, Whereas like the harvest bronze on the Equinox, I would, Equinox, that I would I, that's a yeah. lovable color. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like I quite like that. Yeah. So I would give Equinox not good car status. Correct. I also don't think I'd give it to Sequoia.
1: Yeah, it'd be tough for me just with the the couple of kind of big downsides. Yeah. How
0: much does the Sequoia start at? Like 55? Something like that. Yeah. Mm. A lot of, it's a lot of gorilla as some people would say.
1: Yeah, I think the, their, their whole thing is like, oh, standard hybrid. But if they weren't to make a standard hybrid, then you could actually get kind of like a more usable rear space with. <laughs> car, Because, I mean, like, not every Tundra is a hybrid. So no. And I've driven the I like force
0: Tundra, and it works really well. Yeah. It's just like driving an F-150, because F-150s aren't all hybridized or anything. It's no. just twin-turbocharged V6. Like, it works well. Yeah. Plenty of power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you might... I would so much rather give up a mile per gallon in all sorts of driving in exchange for... It's not like it's helping
1: you that much. We were getting 14 MPG in yeah. this Sequoia,
0: I mean, on average, so... Mm-hmm. And you were getting on it here and there and stuff. I know. I'm sure you st- could baby it and get a little better, but still, yeah, yeah I mean, if you, if you have it, you might as well use it. 14 MPG. The one thing I will uh, applaud Toyota on, I think I said this with the Tundra 2 is regular fuel is fine with that motor.
1: That was nice. Yeah. At the end of the week, I was able to fill it up for like 50 bucks. Yeah. So
0: definitely better than if it were premium. Oh yeah. It would have been like 80. Yeah. Yeah. So this week at Daily Motor Headquarters, we have the Infinity QX80. I have never
1: spent time in an infinity q x eighty
0: and the closest <clears throat> the closest
1: I've been is the Nissan Armada, mm. which I distinctly remember was like the first press car we had when we got this building because I remember I was hanging out here with my buddies and I was we were like getting all my cars put in here and everything, and you came with the Nissan Armada and you backed in and you like piss revved it inside the building because it's a v eight. So that's like, oh, and then you know what? I took that Nissan Armada down to Ohio to go to a new junkyard that I had never been to. So that's my my memory with the the Armada. Not that that matters to anyone, but...
0: Well, it's funny you bring up the Nissan Armada because I forget about that car a lot. Me too. And it's actually a really good used car to keep in mind. The Sequoia kind of is as well, but the Armada is a bit cooler and a little bit smaller, but it also has more presence and kind of a cool cachet. So does the QX80. But for example... We were over at Alyssa's family's house, one of their houses, over Christmas break, and a, a like an uncle or something like that, someone extended family of hers was talking to me about cars, and he said, well, "I'm planning on buying an Infinity or not an Infinity, a Nissan Armada," mm-hmm. and that actually kind of surprised me because Alyssa's family is a little bit more like country; they're kind You'd of think like that. Out, he would you
1: know, have said Ford Expedition, yeah, yeah. Or,
0: or or you know Tahoe or something like that. i have been like, yeah, okay, whatever. But but when he said <laughs> Nissan Armada, I was like. Oh yeah, that's actually a pretty good choice because they've got three kids. Yeah. They do some towing and it needs to be a reliable but kind of cheaper used car. And that's a really great choice. You got a naturally aspirated five point six liter V8 that they've been pooping out forever. <laughs> Parts are gonna be all over the place. All sorts of mechanics are gonna know how to work on them. Infinities are and Nissan's are pretty straightforward to work on. Yeah. Especially those NA ones. And it's gonna be pretty bulletproof. And I'm like, I was like, oh, that's actually probably a really good call for you. And they're like, he was like, yeah, I didn't really know too much about it or whatever, but like came across this deal or something that seems good. I was like, cool. I think you'll be happy with that. They're kind of cool. So, All right, Well, if Q- you're Alyssa's family member, good choice. Yeah. 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 I think his name's Brandon. Yeah. I thought about describing who it is like you always do to say exactly how it fits <laughs> in your family tree, but I'm not going to do it's that. It's okay.
1: They yeah. they get enough of that from me. Yep, yeah. Yep, I yep. Don't need that from you, too.
0: Mm-hmm. But the QX80. Is one of those cars that, and, and, and it's been a few years since I've driven one, but if I remember correctly, it's kind of hard to recommend as a new car just because it's getting a more old. The features yeah. aren't, they don't work as well together. Everything, the fuel economy is going to be atrocious. Although it will be interesting to see if we can match the Sequoia's fuel economy. We, we probably we get fourteen. Won't. But it'll probably be closer to 11 because you're gonna want to, <laughs> you're gonna want to get on that V8 here. You think we're gonna get 11 miles per gallon? I think it's plausible. Tune oh, in God. next week to find out if we get 11 miles per gallon in driving in the queue. <laughs> it's, it's a rolling V8 brick. What do you
1: expect? We didn't do that bad in the Armada, did we? Probably. Jeez.
0: Okay. Yeah. We'll see. Hopefully, it doesn't take premium. It sh- shouldn't, but also it's a luxury car, so it might. Yeah. And we'll have the Bose sound system, which, if I remember correctly, is not very good in that car, all things considered. That's unfortunate. Yeah. I was
1: looking forward to The problem with having Volvos, okay, (laughs) is you drive a Volvo for a week, and you're just like, this is the best thing ever. I never want to get out of this. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you get into something else, and the sound system is just dreadful. Even if it's a decent sound system, you're like, this sounds "Hmm." horrible. Yeah. Like, what did did we have right after the Volvo? There was a, uh, wait. Is was it? that last week? Is it was we last a Volvo, Volvo last
0: week? Yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah. So then I get in the Sequoia, which like, it's an okay sound system, but I'm just like, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah. Definitely no
0: Volvo XC90 bower <laughs> Yeah. Looking. But. Uh, I guess we could look up and see what color are. Our, our, I think it's gray.
1: Uh, I think I already looked at the Monroney. Did you? Yeah,
0: I think it's, I think it's
1: the same spec as the Q50 that we had.
0: The Sensory? Is that the new like spec they've been trying to push on everything? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I think it's the gray with the uh, peanut butter interior.
0: Let's see. Mm-hmm. 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 QX80 sensory all-wheel drive and Anthracite gray.
1: Yeah, anthracite on saddle brown. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. the same as the Q50 we had.
0: Um, oh, there's no Monroni on here. Oh sorry, uh, window sticker. I'm curious how much it costs. Let's just uh let's do that. MSRP at least for this one on Google eighty seven. That's Jeez. a lot. And look at this: MPG city thirteen, <laughs> MPG highway nineteen. Eighty five hundred pound tow rating though. Zero to sixty in six point two seconds. Yeah, it's four hundred horse. Dang, that mm. thing's gonna hustle. Yeah, exactly. And it revs out to fifty eight hundred for peak horse. Wow. Yeah. Um. I yeah. I'll be curious. I mean, it it'll be it'll definitely be interesting. But these things do get pricey. I've always liked the way they look though. Yeah. I've always thought they're just they're they're neat. Especially me being an Infinity
1: enthusiast. In you days. do love infinities, yeah. yeah.
0: they just such a mean that, it. car. It's a car that looks like a stormtrooper in the rear and just a brute in the front. Yeah. You know what I really liked though is the first gen QX80. Do you remember those? I had
1: one of those as an Uber once in Chicago. I, no, those were called the QX56.
0: You're right. Yeah. Look at how cool it looked like a like a robot. Yeah. And of course, showing one at the junk car—that's appropriate. <laughs> and show, showing one on rims also. Oh, for rich
1: baby, look at this that. is that's a car where if you were like in a parking lot by yourself, oh my god, and one of those pulled in, yeah, you'd be you like, leave. ooh, I'm getting out of here.
0: Yep, yep, one hundred percent. But they designed it for their target market. Really I mean, did. they really got yeah the mafia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was that was peak Infinity time, man. Late two thousands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you loved that.
1: Yeah, yeah. You should uh, try and trade your F two fifty for one of those QX fifty sixes, because you could still tow.
0: You could yeah. still carry things in it. Problem is, I can't just chuck things in the back.
1: Yeah, you could. No, nah, Charlie. The same
0: way. Rude. <laughs> and also, no. <laughs> the closest I uh, could get. Closest I could get to that was the excursion. What if we? What if you get a
1: QX fifty six? Okay, we cut the back. And then make it into a pickup truck. That would be sweet. It'd be like an Escalade ESV.
0: Why don't I just get an Escalade ESV? That would actually be a very Charlie car. Would it be though? Because I thought that you had a
1: distaste for early two thousands GM vehicles. Mm,
0: That's true. Including the ESV all the way up until like two thousand six.
1: I think they made it until like two thousand nine. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I still have a distaste for later two thousands GMs. But but those are there's more. Those are
1: quite expensive still.
0: Yeah. Almost seems like. Adelaide needs to come back out with the ESV.
1: That would be sick. Could you imagine an ESV V?
0: ESV. Oh, ESV. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that would be sick. Yep. Also, this week, a.
0: Just, uh, just put it in post here.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, very true.
1: Yep. I've always wanted to drive one.
0: Yeah, I think it'll be neat. I think it'll be yeah. cool so to see. How tune it, back uh, in
1: next week to mm-hmm. see. Uh, what we think of it? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna take it to the junkyard probably. Charlie'll tow something with it, and
0: Emily'll leave things in it. Emily'll <laughs> leave things in it, and Alyssa will get it dirty with her boots. Okay. Mm. <laughs> That's daily motor. For me. <laughs> That's daily motor. Oh, Chris will leave half-drank water bottles in it,
1: and a receipt from Pokeyfish. Mm. I haven't mm. had Pokeyfish in a while.
0: Uh, I I still have never gotten fish outside of the one that I got with The you. one that I bought
1: for you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess you bought me one, and then didn't we first discover it together? Like we got it. Together well, I was gonna. We got I was. It door dashed or something.
1: No, I was already out there because okay. we like went separate ways for launchers. Or, or I don't know what was going on, but anyways, I went out there and I was like, "Hey, do you want a pokeball?" And you were like, "Yeah." And then I brought you one.
0: Hey, we might be trying to eat
1: you. Oh, I see. This is all. Oh, wow.
0: Prime nachos.
1: Where did this come from, and, and why is it printed?
0: Although. To be fair, the way he formatted it kind of looks like prime and smoothie na- and smoothies nachos.
1: Prime and smoothie nachos. And smoothies what is this? Can, you, can, can we back up for a second? It's Char- earlier, Charlie goes, Why don't we do a lunch with Daily Motor? And now he's pulling out a menu for a nacho place. Well, So, what is this?
0: Story time okay. with Daily Motor. Oh, is
1: this the owner of the pickup truck who owns a nacho place? <laughs>
0: no. Okay. Not quite. <clears throat> I conducted a trade for my two trucks, as we covered at the beginning of the podcast. So this does have to do with the trucks. Okay. Yes. And as part of the negotiations, as as we had went back and forth and discussed how to facilitate this trade, the owner of the blue truck that I now have in my possession wanted me to change the oil on the diesel as well as fill it up. And then he was going to fill his truck up and I was like, all right, oil change is like 100 bucks worth of oil, but okay, fine. If that's going to do it for you, we'll make it happen. And so I changed the oil and then went to go get diesel fuel. Well, I had looked up where the cheapest diesel fuel is around here and like the station you and I went to the other week That's like 540 a gallon. Jeez. Well the Sunoco down the way here on Ecorse Road 430 a gallon so almost a dollar cheaper. Yes, that's
1: so that price saved you like 20 30 bucks.
0: Yes Yeah, specifically okay. $20. So I went to the Sunoco that I'd never been to down there and I knew Oh God. It wasn't that sketchy I knew this gas station was like one of the better ones mm. on this very sketchy road that we live near And I went inside. Well, I didn't have my wallet on me, so I had to go inside um, to confirm that they took Apple Pay. And they did. So I went back out, was filling up my truck, and it's a large fuel tank in that truck, so it was filling up, filling up. Well, it was one of those gas stations where on the right side was the convenience store, and the gas station on the left side was a kind of restaurant-type place. And it was entirely new and renovated and everything. And this is where the Charlie part comes in. Uh, Free samples. Listed up on the okay. door. So I was like, Oh boy, free stuff. I'm going in. And so I went on in while my truck was filling up and there's this nice gentleman. I think his name was Isaac. And he just two weeks ago has opened prime nachos and smoothies. So it's
1: gas station
0: nachos. It's gas station nachos. And smoothies. Yes, and smoothies, apparently. And Okay.
1: See well, wait. Okay. Wait here.
0: Um I did, admittedly, if you're listening, Isaac, find it a bit strange to open a restaurant that markets itself primarily as a nacho place because nachos are kind of one of those things that like they're always kind of like the just the cheap option like you can make it at home very simple sort of thing unless it's like on a college campus it seems a bit strange to have like a, a place yeah. that leads with nachos yeah um but he does do other things he does tacos, tacos um these smoothies drinks fresh made lemonade that's uh, bubble good. tea's desserts what? heavenly pound cake is one of his desserts and then you have value combos uh with hamburgers apparently chicken strips wings nuggets chili and uh nachos and loaded did, there's fries. the nachos okay yeah hmm. so he offers a lot of things but i just find it strange that you're marketing yourself like if you read prime nachos you would go i don't really want nachos <laughs> and you would move along
1: i think maybe it's a differentiation technique. That's what Alyssa pointed out as yeah. well. She's like, there aren't many places that Because there aren't that many are... places to do it. So even if nachos aren't necessarily his main thing, which they mm-hmm. probably are, because it looks like... Yeah, he's got uh, a whole
0: page devoted to them.
1: Nachos a little fries, right. So it's, right. it's it's probably more of just like a, I want to stand out, yeah. is what I would And guess. I
0: will point out, I had some of his chips and salsa, the sampler that he gave out, and they were really good. Oh, like it fresh salsa? It was very salsa? fresh salsa, and the chips had a... They were very salty, but they had like a kind of a... Like a lime? A little bit, yeah. The oil tasted yeah. really good or whatever. So... Uh, if you're in the general Ypsilanti, Ann Arbor, Michigan area, so are we eating this today? Uh, I think we should. Okay. Unless you're really, uh, unless your Lunchables was too similar to that. But uh, well, I, I just t- won't get nachos. I'll get something else. All right. Try out Prime Nachos. We we uh, haven't tried all their food yet, but tune in. Oh. Maybe next week and we'll. Yeah. Uh, are
1: you gonna at. are you gonna try the Motor City Surprise?
0: What is it? I don't know. It's a surprise. Does it really not list? What it no, is? it does. Okay.
1: Peaches, blueberries, strawberries, bananas, ice, almond milk, sugar, and caramel.
0: And, and honestly, it honestly sounds pretty good.
1: You say caramel or caramel? I say caramel.
0: I say caramel. 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 But when I
1: read it, I read it as caramel because it goes C-A-R-A, but if I'm just talking caramel.
0: I think the only people who say caramel is from that one commercial where it was like, hey, you got my chocolate and uh, your caramel. And it was like, oh, you got my caramel and your chocolate.
1: Orange cream hint of spice smoothie okay oranges peaches bananas ice sugar here's where it gets weird cottage cheese hot sauce (laughs) almond milk and vanilla flavor
0: i will point out that's (laughs) it's one of those things that us as like just generic white boys are probably like whoa that's a little too much for me but that sounds like a mexican style because they like enthusiasts of flavor probably that's probably pretty good Like, I'll admit, I've never tried cottage cheese because it it just seems like something. I think I'd probably like it. You would like it. But I'm just too scared of it.
1: Because it's like looks curdled. Yeah. yeah.
0: And and it even sounds gross. I guess
1: I just don't get why you do cottage cheese and then go through the trouble of using almond milk. Like, why wouldn't you just use regular milk? I don't don't really like almond milk. Maybe it's a flavor thing. I, I had a... I, I mean, I am still lactose intolerant. I was going to say I had really? a lactose intolerant phase. Yeah, but I eat milk. I eat cheese. I least.
0: think that's just a Gen Z. If you're a Gen Z, at one point Everybody's in your life, you, <laughs> either, you either have to be lactose intolerant, <laughs> gluten intolerant at some point in your life, or go I'm through some too. sort of uh, uh, um, LGBTQIA plus oh, like, like phase. Oh, careful with that, Charlie. It's, it's just a thing. It's, it's like the new goth.
1: I had to get... I had to eat rice cheese for well, I didn't have rice to, but cheese, I did. If you and it wanted was the to, the most cheese, disgusting thing ever. Rice but cheese. also during that time, I drank almond milk. But now there are better alternatives like oat milk. Oat milk is excellent, but so also so mix, is regular
0: soy milk. Has been around for decades.
1: I know, but that's like millennial and boomer milk. Um, <laughs> oat milk is the way. Have you ever had oat milk?
0: Yes, I've had oat milk. Yeah,
1: isn't it superior?
0: Well, it's superior. How do they even make oat- superior? Oat- no. How do they make almond milk? Well, they t- they take almonds and they like okay. s- they like squeeze water through them or something. Is this the same thing with oat milk? Wouldn't you assume that? No, <laughs> I'm checking. I'm asking as a, as a, someone who'd like He's to be checking. enlightened. That's good. No, you should check. Sassy. <laughs> I'm gonna go and see if we have a new car yet. I'm think Okay, you can keep talking.
1: I'm thinking that the carib the Caribbean is it Caribbean or Caribbean? I guess you could say it either way, couldn't you? Caribbean cruise. Mango, apple, pineapple, banana, ice, coconut, sugar, and vanilla flavoring. No mention of almond milk. So I wonder if, and that's the only smoothie that doesn't mention almond milk. So I wonder if you get regular milk in that one.
0: Probably can. You, you, uh, he probably does the almond milk for flavor.
1: Yeah, probably. Yeah, because like I've learned this with my cousin having a cookie shop. Oh, yeah. She puts almond extract in some
0: of her cookies. Joe Brindley is calling me. Very good. Okay. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, we're about to find out what car we're going to get. This week at Daily Motor, we feel are driving. I for Joe, dude. I know <laughs> that that you could hear it in his voice, like that I know, yeah. We will be driving the 2023 Hyundai Palisade Calligraphy. Oh, it's a calligraphy. Yeah. Oh, great. So it has, or the... it's an XRT, but it's. I ah, think it's a calligraphy. I hope it's a calligraphy. I think it's a calligraphy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Is that a, that has a Harman Kardon? Yes. Yeah, and it's like mm. a B.
0: I think it's yeah. It's. it's because it doesn't
1: because in typical hyundai fashion it doesn't have any power
0: yeah i think that's what it is yeah and uh, do you still want to talk about this menu? no it's okay we're just okay.
1: we're switching gears from prime nachos to the hyundai palisade so mm-hmm. i just need to you need to yeah,
0: time yourself second, out but i've always liked the palisade Me too. and it's refreshed for 2023 and actually long-time listeners of the daily motor podcast will know that chris and i have already driven this new palisade yeah. and we've discussed it before but it's always good we, we, we get spoiled in being car and driving enthusiasts and everything. We get spoiled by getting to go to some of these events that they take us and they wine us and dine us. And they put us in ideal driving situations to experience these new cars. And we often have fairly good opinions about them. But it's always good to get them back in our usual stomping grounds and be doing things like putting gas cans in the back and skis <laughs> and french fries filling up the interiors so that we kind of know what is this car really like to live with. And so it'll be good to have that with the Palisade. Last time we had a Palisade on loan, Alyssa and I did a live drive with it, and she didn't fit in the driver's seat very well. She said the seat didn't go up high enough. Okay. And that surprised me because Palisade's a mommy mobile. It right? is. A yeah, and some
1: car. moms are shorter. How tall is Alyssa? A little five foot one.
0: Yeah. hmm Yeah, so it would be interesting to put Emily in the driver's seat and see if she feels Emily sits a
1: little further back. I think she'd
0: probably be okay. But it's not a back issue. It's the up. Oh, the upright. Sure, so right, the right, seat right. did not go high. I enough. see. Sorry,
1: that yeah, one over my head. Okay, okay. yeah, I know. I'll have to put her in there and see if she see mm-hmm. if she can see out of it.
0: Pop her in. Yep,
1: drop her in. Yep, but yeah, no pal. I've 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 always liked the palisade. I actually I've actually spent time in a palisade because we had one. We had a twenty-two or a twenty-one, maybe. It might yeah. have been a twenty-one. Yeah, yeah. I remember reviewing it during the winter. Mm. There, there's a review up on the channel, a solo review of one of my earlier appearances on daily motor
0: yeah you have any copart cars for us
1: let's see it's always my favorite part of the podcast although i think i've been slacking with copart
0: well the funny thing is is when you're slacking with copart it means you've been doing your job like your real jobs
1: (coughs) uh i've got two i've only got two and they're both gm products Hmm. so i don't know that you're really gonna enjoy these too much okay um yes and i have been doing my job (coughs) bless you or excuse you uh i have been doing my job because i edited six videos on saturday yeah. or sunday actually Busy boy. I'm, i keep thinking it's monday because i'm mm-hmm. my yeah, body is too. trained to be when i'm mm-hmm. sitting here recording the daily Motor podcast it's monday
0: look at this 2020 highlander hybrid le in toronto that would be a great pickup. Yeah, but you can't you can't buy well you have to import it oh Look at this, run and drive. Which you probably, you probably
1: could import that because you have those. We have these in America, so mm-hmm. you just have to. But it, but it'd be a lot of paperwork, Charlie, to import it.
0: I'm just saying that this is kind of a cool. Uh, wonder why it's here. You know, probably a flood. You, wouldn't that be primary damage flood? Oh yeah. Oh wait, permit rebuilt unfit. Oh, title interesting. is seller. That must permit be a candle. For unfit title. But title group is clean. I'm going to guess know. that it got a salvage title
1: and someone rebuilt it. And then when they got it inspected, it probably like didn't pass inspection. So they're just running it back through the auction.
0: Fair enough. So cool.
1: that's what I would guess.
0: All right. Give me a number.
1: 598-355-41. Five, five,
0: this, ladies and gentlemen, is a 2002 clean title Pontiac Fire. I don't
1: know why I was even looking at this. Yeah, and I cool. don't know why I saved it either because it's a V6 automatic.
0: Ew. Well, it's I mean because it's buy it now 1500 bucks. Yeah, I was thinking it'd be it's a, pretty it'd
1: be a good parts car cuz parts on these are actually worth a lot. The really? taillights on this car. Yeah, it's like a 3-400 dollars set of taillights.
0: Yeah, the back is in great shape. Yeah, How many miles? Uh, 147. Bless you. Human interiors are just so woeful from that age. I know. Yeah.
1: Someone wants this black leather interior though, you know they do. Someone that has a car with cloth.
0: Ugh, and these these literally these That looks like a buttons just ugh. It looks like
1: a um little tykes
0: yeah
1: panel yeah, it does. t-tops though those are worth some money too okay uh and the other one is a car that i was considering bidding on because mm-hmm. i thought it would maybe just be like a really usable vehicle um okay. it just had a deer hit so not super damaged 691, 143,
0: 62. Oh no way 2008 GMC Yukon
1: it's not very damaged um I was looking at the auto check and it hit a deer hmm. so it looks like it just needs you know basic body panels I don't think there's any frame damage hmm I mean you should never assume that
0: right but the problem that I encountered when Nathan and I sold one of these Yukons that's right I forgot you had one is you had the
1: extended body though on your yeah? Your it was an XL wheel, and yeah, it was a Denali. Extended
0: wheelbase. Uh, the clientele that's interested in buying these at 180,000 miles and
1: yeah, people you don't want to deal with. Yeah. Um,
0: what did you people who bought the car with twenty dollar bills? Really? How much did you sell that car for? Like six grand. Six. I was gonna say this one dollars of twenties. This
1: one is would probably be worth like five fixed. Yeah.
0: So he was a bit uncomfortable doing the transaction in the police parking lot. Put it that way. And then he proceeded to lose the title immediately. Ah. Or as I was considering, perhaps lost the title since I had signed it and everything. I don't know. I, I I don't know what his deal was, but either way, finally got the title to him, and it was a huge thing because it was my stepbrother's car, so I couldn't just go get an instant title. And yeah, yeah, that sounds horrible. Yeah, I'm not selling cars for family members anymore. I say, and I'll still probably do, but it's, just, it's one of those things. There are things in life that you that you do, and you're like. This is just way too much hassle, never doing this again. And then six months later, you do it again. Yeah. Like buying a 6.0 Power Stroke, I'll probably do it yeah, that again.
1: Sometime. That's right. Yeah.
0: Hopefully. And just like your Roadster and everything, well, you have it, you're probably like, this was dumb. I just want to be done with it, gone with it. Same with the AMG and everything. But give it a year and something like that will pop up, and you'll be like, oh, oh man, I, mean, I used and, to have yeah. one of those, and it was great. Yeah, well, yeah. It'll be something new, and you'll be like, oh, yeah, this, it's an automatic uh, 986 Boxster for only like three <laughs> grand. Like, I'm going to scoop <laughs> it up, and then it's just going to sit in the garage for two years. And then. He's gonna put eight <laughs> grand of work into it, and then you'll sell it for seven. So
1: I usually don't sell cars for losses. No, you so usually, you, that.
0: you're good with them. Uh, I am curious if that Lexus SC sold because I it saw did. it went up for auction. It did. it
1: did. Yeah, there was a buy it now for nineteen hundred bucks. Yeah, it kept lowering. Or maybe might it was. Not. It might have gotten down to eighteen hundred. Actually, Ish.
0: that's a good deal. Like if I didn't have money wrapped up in this stupid truck. Probably, I mean that yeah, would be
1: would have been a good one to buy. Yeah, it would Parts good. are probably expensive though, because those don't end up in junkyards ever.
0: Yeah, that's true. So that would have been that had been ass packed. Right? What? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for tuning into episode fifty-six of the Daily Motor podcast. We will be back next week to tell you about life. Actually, next week we'll be on the beach. No, next no, week we'll, we'll be on an airplane. Air. Yeah,
1: and yeah. then we'll be shoehorning ourselves into a Toyota Mirai. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you can get a second need car. to resolve that, don't Yeah.
0: We? Yeah. Because yeah. I have a Toyota Mirai booked for, for us to drive around, and Chris informed me that the car has no trunk space. It does not. Okay. You
1: would have known that if you would have watched my Topher review.
0: Yeah, I would have. I don't watch YouTube videos anymore. I don't either. I'm too busy making them. Neither. Yeah, I no don't blame you. hmm And yeah, so we'll figure out the whole podcast situation, but Chris and I will be taking a vacation. What is likely going to happen is you and I will probably record next week's podcast on Monday yeah or sorry this is going to come out next week i was going to say we don't so even need to two weeks from now's podcast we're going to record next week on monday yes and then we'll skip the following monday tuesday's recording so we're going to be back to like recording right the right right the day before the yeah of. yeah yep. yeah yep.
1: yeah because the podcast that went up today was last
0: week's podcast yeah which was a good episode and it's was 10 it? of 10 right now i'm a little bit bummed because i i it's a very entertaining one we recorded it? it's probably the, the funniest like just ah I'm a, little, I'm, a, I'm a little
1: low energy today, admittedly, because I didn't sleep very well last night. And I woke up mm. at 5 a.m. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, Soreness so okay. or
0: something? Or huh? Sore? Or no,
1: what? I just like was, I don't know. I was like waking up.
0: I don't know. Just didn't sleep very well. And then... Time to go to bed. One? Yeah, something like that.
1: Probably two, actually.
0: Yeesh. I could, I probably went to bed later than midnight fewer than 10 times last year. Well, you're older than me. <laughs>
1: So you just like go to bed earlier, yeah. I know sometimes I like to have quiet time, and the only quiet time is at 2 a.m. When mm-hmm. no one is texting me, no one's talking to me, I can just sit. Down I do and- start
0: hitting you up at like nine in the morning, and I know that you're not going to reply until 11, but I like have my messages queued up for you. It's like, also, <laughs> I was gonna say, and also, and by the and then, yeah, I was gonna in s- fact, I actually. <laughs> save some things to message you because i know you're gonna be sleeping so i don't want to overload you too much so i wait until I, you've given me a response to one thing and then i get and then i send you the f- less important things after that
1: chris called me yesterday at i don't know what time it was probably like nine thirty or 10 because he came here and he dropped his brz off and he took my m roadster because i told him earlier in the week like you can just do that just take it as a loner and um he called me and He's he used to because my phone sits on do not disturb. He used to call me and then immediately call me again because if you that
0: would blow through,
1: yeah, because you can blow through do not disturb if you call twice. But now he just like he doesn't. He'll, he'll call me and he'll just leave it alone because I think he knows that I'm sleeping. Mm-hmm. But I just thought that was funny because he I used to always wake up from calls from him. But I think he mm-hmm. did it enough times where he's like, okay, I should probably like not. <laughs> but I was like, I wanted to write in the group chat with you and him and be like, anyone that messages me or calls me before 11 is not getting a response (laughs) until 11 like it's not
0: you're not gonna hear from me it's good of you to set healthy boundaries yeah it really is we'll be Uh, back next week thank you for watching we are chris and charlie with daily motor and as always
1: prime nachos on
0: prime and smoothies nachos (laughs) on